when I was going through that level of uncertainty, it started raining one day. And then someone had told me that the restaurant wasn't doing so well. And I was like, man, man, please, God, like, mm-hmm. not this, mm-hmm. not, 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 please don't. Mm-hmm. I just got here. Mm-hmm. This was a couple months in. I was like, I just got here. This is the only thing that really was giving me hope. I don't want this to be taken away from me. So I remember saying a prayer, dude. I'll never forget the prayer I said. I, and, I, and I'll never forget because it's one of those, like when I pray, I I pray from the heart. But mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we go through routine prayers that we yeah, just yeah. say things mm-hmm. and then go to bed, mm-hmm. right? No, I said a prayer that day, dude, I meant it from the bottom of my heart. I, 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 I told God, I said, if you give me an opportunity to play and do music full time, I don't care if I only made $20,000 a year, I would take it over a job that will offer me 60000 mm. I meant that, mm. though. Because I wanted to do what I was created to do. Right. Do what I loved doing. I enjoyed it. I wanted to do this saxophone. That's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And everything just started changing. Blessings, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of the Will the World podcast. I am your host, Jason Darrell Williams, here with my dog. Man, I've been knowing this dude for, it feel like three, four decades, but but it's just we kindred spirits, man. We've been best friends for a long, long time. I'm here with Chris Mitchell. What's happening? What's up, man? I'm glad to be here, here in the expensive L.A., uh, it's cost me like three grand in a day to be here. Um, I think, me personally, I think it's time for the Will the World show to come to Texas. Uh, <laughs> so look, this this is what y'all need to understand. So I met Chris when he had zero followers on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And now my dog got a quarter milli plus. You feel me? Quality milli. Quarter milli. Yeah. It, it, well, it took a while to get there, though, because... Yeah. Like so, when I first started, I was when I, I posted two videos mm-hmm. that got me to a thousand followers, mm-hmm. and I always knew that if I can just go live, then I can do my thing, yeah. and I was gonna gain more followers if I can go live. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really post many videos, and actually, when by the time I went live or started going consistently, I had about five videos, and people would say, "You don't post," and mm-hmm. I was like, "Because I'm giving you real time right. performance." Right. And that was the thing about, you know, social media platform for myself was focusing on giving people an experience while I'm live mm-hmm. versus giving them a video that was just chopped up and edited. Mm-hmm. People need to see the rawness of it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, I have a personality, but a raw personality. Right. So I wanted to give people unedited version. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you while I'm performing and you can ask me anything you want. You get to know each other. And then you're getting a show at the same time. It's right. an experience. You're not just going along. Right. So just so y'all know, that was a joke. Of course, I knew Chris when he had zero followers on TikTok. Cause I've been knowing him for two decades plus. Yeah. <laughs> but, literally, literally. but nah, but uh in regards to TikTok, bro, it's uh that's really amazing. So did you have like that strategy all figured out beforehand, like before you even signed up for TikTok, where you like, I want, I want them to, I want to bring that show to them, or did it just kind of come to you one day? So I've already, I've already been doing shows, right? You know, I've been always been an artist, so I just really took my life and then just put it on the platform. Mm-hmm. So, for example, <clears throat> when 
I'm already going out doing concerts and I need the content. We're already shooting the content, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. to speak. It's funny me using that word because I never really used that word right. before I became this creator, social media <laughs> creator. I would just call you it wanna, video. You don't want to say content creator? Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I just want to say fighting it. I'm really fighting yeah, it. Yeah, I know. You're like, really fighting it. Creed, you know, social like, media. It's social media. The video. So like, I was already doing videos, but we just took the concert videos and then put them on the platform. And I'm just showing people what I do mm-hmm. on a daily basis already and what I do in concert. So I had never really given any thought to uh, go out to a studio and record mm-hmm. like content for the platform. Right. That didn't come until later on. Right. But in the beginning, there was no strategy. It was just, I'm already doing this, so let me just show you. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Mm-hmm. That, that was my strategy. I didn't write it out as a strategy of, how do I get more followers? I'm a different breed, mm-hmm. right? I'm a breed of the rap breed. Meaning basically, you have lots of people that would say, well, they're self-made. Mm-hmm. But that depends on what it, what that means to you. But what self-made means to me is that when I say I come from nothing, well, what does that mean? That means that I was jobless for two years. I couldn't find a job after I graduated from 2009 to 2011. I played for tips. I made $50 a day from Sunday through Thursday and only $100 a day on Friday and Saturday, mm-hmm. $450 a week. I did it for nine and a half months. I collected email addresses and phone numbers. After nine and a half months, I collected over 400,000 emails. And then when I went to go do concerts, mm-hmm. I surveyed everybody in those emails. Where are you from? You know, Where are you living now? If I did a concert in your city, would you come visit? Mm-hmm. Would you come to the show? How many tickets you didn't sell? I literally did everything from ground up with no financing, right? So mm-hmm. I didn't have the credit to go get a bank loan. I didn't have the resources or recommendations to find an investor. Mm-hmm. I had to use my own money. And still to this day, Chris Mitchell Jazz Enterprise LLC, I have to use my own money. Mm-hmm. I don't have to, but I use my own money, right? For um, my concert tours, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, I have a credit card, but I don't have a line of credit using it because I use it for my business. Mm-hmm. I am the line of credit. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it talk about a strategy for TikTok, my strategy was, well, I built my business on initially. It was simply surveying my fans, giving them what they want respectively to what I'm good at doing mm-hmm. to give them what they want. And... You know, taking care of the the proceeds that come with doing it. I mean, basically, if they're buying music or if they're buying concert tickets, people like to see progress. Mm-hmm. So if they're paying me X amount of dollars, you know, through streaming sales or tickets, I want to go out and hire the best publicists. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jasmine Espada and, and, and Camille. Hey. Espada PR. <laughs> I want to go out and hire one of the best marketing teams in the country. Shout out to Atomic Social. I got I don't got a list of people that can go off. <laughs> but I want, to, I want to do that because I know that they can catapult my career into something further than mm-hmm. what it is now. Mm-hmm. So I always just, it's not a go with the flow thing. The strategy, if I had to, you know, to um, articulate it, would be to simply follow the basic rules of what got me here mm-hmm. 
and to continue um, uh, capitalizing off of my basic foundation of investing in myself mm -hmm. and uh, surveying my fans. So you know, I'm, I was <clears throat> I was so excited. I wanna I wanna backtrack a, a moment because uh, I I think we gotta speak to the people who've been living under a rock for for the uh -huh. last five ten years. Um, Chris is the most amazing saxophone <laughs> player. <laughs> First time I heard saxophone was from him in high school. Saxophone, <laughs> like like seriously. Um, of our generation, you know, it's uh, I really want to make sure before we continue through this, bro, that like I really give you your flowers, bro, because you know we joke all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like I was talking to a friend of mine earlier. I was like, we really just gonna have to resist roasting each other for an hour, like <laughs> <laughs> so. It don't happen. So we so, try it. We can try. Like, it. Yeah, we can try. Like, like, but... As soon as you start this podcast, I was like, I'm about to say some other boots. Hey, look, hey, but look, I got about hey. Look at that. <laughs> But look though, in honor of you pulling up, look, I I went a little tight around. <laughs> tight. I went a little tight. I ain't go Chris tight, but I went a little tight around the bottom of my leg. You know what I'm saying? I could have went Chris tight, but them my workout pants. <laughs> them my workout pants right there. I didn't want to go workout clothes on you. Um, <laughs> but now, um, so because I I had to make sure they know that because I want to revisit the beginning of the story. Like you said, for two years, you couldn't get a job. Mm -hmm. And you were outside playing that sax mm -hmm. for tips. For tips. So, you know, I graduated in, in spring of 2009, which is pretty much the finishing of the recession. Mm -hmm. Well, not the finishing of it, but we were still in the recession. Mm -hmm. And I had two jobs. I worked at Jose Bank for three weeks. It was a temp job. And then I worked at West Side Kia and Chevrolet for six days. And those are the only two jobs I could find, which is temp jobs throughout two years. I was sending out 10 resumes a day and could not get a call back. Mm. A lot of businesses were failing because mm. of the situation. I right. get it, recession. Um, but, you know, with the notion of go to college, get a degree, you're thinking, get out. Everything's gonna be right. all good. Get the ground running. I uh, get the ground running. Everything's <laughs> gonna be good. Great. Awesome. Yeah. And I did I did everything I was supposed to do. What our parents taught. Shout out to our parents, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um we did everything that they told us to do, what they you know, asked, requested, and told us to do. We did those things. But life changed for us in the recession to something that they wasn't even used to. Right, right. Right. We weren't prepared for this. Right. Like, so. When I was job, jobless for those two years, one thing I knew that I couldn't get fired from and I knew that I could get hired was myself. Mm -hmm. No one could fire me from playing saxophone, right? I just had to find a way to earn an income. Mm -hmm. So to backtrack a bit for how it got started, I gave you all a brief um, uh, like synopsis of it, but the way it was, I was when I was standing there playing for tips, there were people that would walk by and put in one dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, mm -hmm. twenty dollars, whatever. Mm -hmm. I would take that money and turn it in to the restaurant. And by the way, it was Turquoise restaurant in Sugarland Town Square. Mm -hmm. And the owner's name is Jim. Nice. And is it still there? 
No, no, they closed in 2020. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, they were a new restaurant. So they, well, they were trying to get, you know, they were trying to make it too. Right. So well, if I would make 30 bucks in tips, I would take the 30 bucks and turn it into Jim. Jim would then write a check for $50. So he essentially only paid $20 in music, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I had already been out there for eight to 10 hours a day, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I did it seven days a week. So I was making $50 a day. And then when it came to weekends, I wanted to make 100 because there was more people mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And so I would play longer. Sometimes I stay until 2 a.m. until the bar across the street would close. Because people would tip more when they were Of course, they come out a little faded. A little faded. They tip a little more. So if I, I would try to reach that goal, but if they wasn't, <laughs> that's would, it's smart though. Yeah, and I would turn the tips in. So there was a guy named Harry Sasha. Shout out to him. That came outside one day when I was playing. He said, um, "You should be collecting people's information, man." Like. Because mm. one day you're going to do a concert and you want to sell tickets. Mm. And I always knew I wanted to do a concert, but I always thought that you have to find somebody in the music industry right, to right. set all this up. Right. Right. That was not the case. So I go to the back office, get a sheet of paper, I write down name, phone number, email. I go back out to the sidewalk, I get one of the tables, mm. and <clears throat> I set that paper there, put a pen there, right next to my tip jar. I counted the tables in the patio that's right in front of the restaurant. It was uh, 10, cha- uh, 10 tables, six chairs per table. So 60 people. Mm-hmm. One thing I learned about playing at restaurants was that tables would turn every hour to an hour and a half. Turning meaning that people eat, finish, mm-hmm. leave, next people come in. Mm-hmm. I'm out there eight, ten hour, eight to 10 hours a day. <coughs> I ate, some, ate those, those lays. Those lime chip chips legs got they stuck in my throat. So I may be coughing until they come out. Well, we we got we got a pause, beverage for pause. you. We got a beverage for you. Yeah. If you need to wash it down. No, no, I'm not <laughs> sipping that no more. I'll tell you that. I don't know how I'm functioning right now. <clears throat> Three sips and I was like, I won't be able to do the podcast. We schedule. <laughs> so there's so 60 people out there. And um so while I'm out there, so I I I decided that. If I can turn the 60 people into signing up, including the walkbys, I can get quite a bit of people on mm-hmm. my contact list. Mm-hmm. So I started passing my paper around like it was an offering plate in church. Dude, I was <laughs> I was passing yeah. that paper around, getting people to sign up. And I was collecting quite a bit of emails, almost up to 400 a day, mm-hmm. right? It was emails and phone numbers. And- Man, that's- Yeah, good. so- and then and then I did it for that eight to uh, I'm sorry for that nine and a half months, and that's how I collected nearly half a million people on my list. Um, that's crazy, bro. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's pretty much how it went. I mean, that's how it yeah got started. And then you know when it came to doing concerts, I don't mean to like keep talking and running on, but now you when it came to doing concerts, I would just email those people and just say, hey, where you from? And then they would tell me, and then. So risk it. I I gotta ask because being as somebody who you know self employed, you know entrepreneur, all these things out here getting it uh, solo in the not the nine to five world. During those days, are you just out there like playing the sax, just like 
dollar in a dream type vibe. Like, one, did you ever have any moment or moments where you were just like, what am I doing? You know what I'm saying? And then two, what was keeping you going during those moments? Because two years, like you out there on that same grind, like every day, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like what was keeping you sane during that time? All right, so I never had a moment where I wanted to quit. Mm -hmm. I always had a moment not of uncertainty. And that's mm -hmm. one of the that's one of the worst fears, or the fears that all businessmen have, mm -hmm. is uncertainty, mm -hmm. right? Because we don't make the same income every day. Right. It right, changes. Right. Like, you know, when you have a Ebbing nine flows. to five, you know what's coming every two weeks. Yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? As an entrepreneur, make some money today. I don't make any yeah, for the next two or so, three days. So much, so much. <laughs> make some more money. I get it big. The next two weeks is real dry. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's how it works. Yeah, pretty cool, man. <clears throat> not so much. Today. Not so much. Not so much. So, I mean, that's how it was. So, um, it was uncertainty, like because that was the only thing that was giving me a few dollars, mm -hmm. and I had nothing else. So it was kind of like when you give somebody a little something, like when you give them the tip, you know, it, <laughs> you want to just <laughs> <laughs> they want a little more. Why <laughs> like, she put the tip? <laughs> oh man, you know. Yeah. So so my point is saying is like, like like. I had just got some money. And I didn't want that to be taken away. So I wanted some more of it, right? Mm -hmm. So um, when I when I was going through that level of uncertainty, it started raining one day, and then someone had told me that the restaurant wasn't doing so well, and I was like, "Man, man, please, God, like, mm -hmm. not this, mm -hmm. not, 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 please don't." Mm -hmm. I just got here. Mm -hmm. This was a couple months in. I was, I just got here. This is the only thing that really was giving me hope. I don't want this to be taken away from me. So I remember saying a prayer, dude. I'll never forget the prayer I said. I, and, I, and I'll never forget because it's one of those, like when I pray, I I pray from the heart. But mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we go through routine prayers that we yeah, just yeah. say things mm -hmm. and then go to bed, mm -hmm. right? No, I said a prayer that day, dude, and I meant it from the bottom of my heart. I I I, I told God, I said, if you give me an opportunity to play and do music full time, I don't care if I only made twenty thousand dollars a year. I would take it over a job that will offer me sixty thousand. Mm. I meant that, mm. dog, because I wanted to do what I was created to do. Right, do what I love doing. I enjoyed it. I wanted to do this saxophone. That's what I wanted to do, mm -hmm. and everything just started changing. So that really gave me more confidence to play every day mm -hmm. and not give up. To answer mm -hmm. both of your questions. So it really gave me that confidence, like that I never thought to give up, and it motivated me to keep going because I kept seeing little and small victories mm -hmm. adding up to bigger victories. Right, and it meant a lot. Yeah, yeah, you kept you kept seeing at least a little bit of progress. Like you ain't need to, but just a little bit, keep it going. Yeah. My yeah. little bit of progress was tips. Yeah, and people clapping. Right, like right. because they were appreciating what I'm doing. Like people work hard for their money. Mm -hmm. Right, people, and it's not all about money. I'm just using money because that's a real life thing. Yeah, right. For sure. So people work really hard for their money. For somebody to give you a dollar of the, uh, however long it took them to make that, that means a lot. That mm -hmm. means you're you're really good at what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right, and that was a victory to me because I'm like, man, somehow I came up with fifty dollars a day. 
I convinced a few people mm -hmm. to add up to fifty dollars. If they gave me five, I don't, you know, if you made fifteen bucks an hour, right, and you give somebody five dollars of that money, mm -hmm. you that one hour, you just donated fifteen oh oh, oh what fifteen minutes mm -hmm. of your hard work of doing for that hour, and in, in exchange yeah, yeah, yeah. for believing in me, mm -hmm. because that's what I looked at it. I was like, man, if this person. Worked hard for fifteen minutes and gave me their five bucks. They believe or twenty minutes. They actually believe in me. Mm -hmm. That's just a victory for me. Yeah, I yeah. didn't need like to sell out a, a a concert of a thousand people to see a victory or have like a number one streaming song. Right. I never right. cared about that. Right. I just cared about the little victories of people that wanted to see me go far and they support me by clapping. Mm -hmm. They clapping and enjoying smiling, coming to ask me a question. Whether they, it took me or not, it was just those little things that they were interested in what I'm doing, mm -hmm. genuinely. And you can feel it. And that kept me going. Like, that inspires me to this day. Bro, you know what that made me think about? It's so, it's so crazy because, but like in a good way, because so many times, and I, and I used to have this really bad too, but now I'm like, I'm much better at it. So many times... We have like a list of things, requirements, prerequisites before we either are grateful or feel like we've done something, right? So, and in, in most of the times, those goals are so big, mm -hmm. and we don't have like the little micro goals that we'll be able to say, "Oh, I won! I won! I won! I won!" Like we just got the big joints, right. and we ain't hit the big joints. Like, oh, I'm gonna make a million playing the sax this year, right, right, right. and uh, the year go by, I ain't make a million. Like, all right, I'm gonna go to the office. Mm -hmm. But you out here was like, I won, I won, little stuff, little stuff. Like, that's that's huge, bro. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Bible speaks about a lot of that. Yeah, about celebrating. My thing is, you got to take care of what God gives you, mm -hmm. right? And you got to celebrate them for for the small things that you have, and then your bigger blessings will come through. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't. You can't expect that, okay, well, you have some people that go, man, you know, I got this job that I don't really want to be at or whatever. There's a 2008 recession. There's a 2020 pandemic. A lot of people lost some jobs and they mm -hmm. wouldn't do anything to have anything. It, anything to be in your position. Well, you know, I mean, I'm in a house right now and I could, I, I do, I need a bigger house because I make more money and mm -hmm. I can, I deserve a bigger, a, a bigger, you know, primary bedroom or, uh, an extra room. I, I just deserve a, a big yard with mm -hmm. everything. You know, okay, well, if you feel that you deserve something, sure, you go for that. That's that's your thing. You do that. But don't, don't, don't be disappointed mm -hmm. if those are not the plans that God has for you. Right. Right? You have to, you have to, you, you have to, you have to understand that whatever strategy you're writing out it's cool. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying don't do it. But when you're done writing that at, you go and take that same strategy and you take that to your pride and go, God, I wrote this down. Does this line up with what you're doing? <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? If it's something on my list that I have that is not of your plan, I would love for you to just just take it off. Mm -hmm. I don't want I don't want it. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want whatever you don't have for me. Whatever's right. not promised to me. I don't want to write down yep. my own personal agenda. You know what I'm saying? So you, mm -hmm. you, you, you have to, dude. You, you have to, you have to ask God to order your steps, dude, and yeah, like, and definitely. put you in the places you, the heat that 
that he knows what you need to be, not mm-hmm. not by my own my own plan. Right, right. Yeah, one thousand percent. And I, I say that almost every day. Like tell people to be grateful <laughs> for the blade of grass before you get the field. Bro, like, yes, you, you do. That's simple. Yeah, you you do. You you have to you have to celebrate those little victories to to piggyback where we're going. But you got you have to celebrate those little victories because man, they literally to like if you 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 you're a basketball player, mm. those little victories you got as a kid. Let me tell you some. He probably get emotional, but I'm gonna tell you some little <laughs> some so let me tell you a little victory. Cause I know I know Mr. I know Mr. Williams watching. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me tell you some victories about jazz, some small victories. Small victories from when I met him, mm. right? Small victories that lead to bigger ones. It's to when you start basketball as a kid and you shooting your shots, your dad just throwing the ball back and forth mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you shooting your shot. It's a small thing. Mm-hmm. And then you get older and then you put that jersey on, right? You put the jersey on and you come out of that tunnel, you run it out of the tunnel and you see daddy in the stands, the same guy that was throwing the ball to you. Mm-hmm. The same guy that was rooting you on when you were a kid. Same guy that, you know, gave you a spanking, whooped your tail, people you got a line. You know what I'm saying? And you look back at those moments, you go to my, you go to yourself like, man, you know, I never thought I would be here. Mm-hmm. Those are small things that were happening or manifesting to get you to where you are now. Y'all don't know, I don't know if he told y'all this this dude was a part of the Globe Charters. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like once, once upon a time. Once upon a time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and and I'm not dropping that name as like I'm not name dropping, but what I'm saying is it's like all little victories mm-hmm. are adding up even to today when he has his own business here as a podcast. Those are all small victories mm-hmm. leading up to this point. You got people like myself that are flying into LA to do an interview with him. Man, um and I'm and I'm grateful. <clears throat> Yeah, like the, that's the true meaning of like when they be like, "Man, I'm I'm so humbled by that." Because when you said the text, yeah, I was like, "Hell yeah!" Like, <laughs> but, but at the same time, I was like, "It really like in in the moment." Because I sometimes I'm terrible with like you know processing stuff in the actual moment. Like in the moment, I'm like, "Man, yeah, for sure, pull up." Yeah, but then like the next day, I was like. My dog wanna like pull up and be on the joint. Yeah, like, bro. I was like, I that's, be on the joint. that's dope. <laughs> I was like, that's dope. We wanna put him and be on the pod. Like, like I don't, I don't take that for granted. You know what I'm saying? At all, at all. But and like you were saying with the sex, like for me, that's that's a that's a win. It's a win. It's it's a win. It's it's a win. Like, like you're inspiring to be around because you have you you're a successful man, married. Kids, like you're living the dream. You know what I'm saying? You. I, regardless of whatever people's goal is in life, mm-hmm. when you get there, or even before you get there, you have to share these moments with someone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It is lonely at the top. Like it really is. Like I don't care if you want to, you know, if you want to gr- stay single, grind it out, be successful, mm-hmm. reach those goals. But when you get there, or even on the way to there, you it's it's better to have someone to share though yeah, that journey with. Sure. So when you get there, they can relate. Mm-hmm. You ever try to date somebody that can't relate to anything you do, bro? Look, you know what's crazy? That's very hard. I don't know if you listened to this to the interview on on Breakfast Club. Nick Cannon, 
he was like giving Charlemagne and Envy they flowers too, because he was like, man, y'all had y'all wives since like high school. Bro. He's like, I've been Nick Cannon all my life. Yeah, I can't, I, I could never get that. Right, because uh, yeah, it's it's real. Yeah, it's dude, real. I'm telling you, you're you're living the dream. Like Appreciate you literally you, all living the dream. Um, so. Yeah, you know, trying to get where you at, bro. I man, I I really appreciate that. Appreciate that, cause it's <clears throat> it's funny. Like as of late, I've been just like super grateful, bro. Like every sure. day, like and I, and I know a, like a lot of it is like outside of like the tangible stuff. The majority of it is literally like you were saying, like wifey, the kids, like. Those three components of my life alone. That's what you know matters what most. Yes. That's uh, what matters most. When you when you're you, when you're laying on your deathbed, you're not gonna think about this podcast. At all. You're not gonna think about basketball. At all. You're not gonna think of <laughs> none of this. No, you're gonna you're gonna think about your wife, you're gonna think about your kids, your family, mm -hmm. in your mind, you're gonna think about the moments and the memories you've mm -hmm. made with these people. And that's what's gonna matter the most before you close your eyes and rest for good and for you to attain the ultimate goal of having a family and you know settling down that that's where regardless of what people say mm. you know people want to grind it out and say oh i'm single and i'm not a relationship advisor by all means as you can see i am no but no but i'm i'm searching like y'all <laughs> so I mean, like, like by, by all means, but ultimately we want to get to that. Like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Come That's, on now, come ultimately, on now. You know, you know, and if, and if you if you're not, you, more power to you what you do. But you know, um, to share your moments of success, you need to share it with somebody you love. Even period. even the down moments too, like that's, yes, you gotta share those. You gotta share the like, journey. Yeah, it's it's all part of the the joint. Cause like a lot of people, like one thing I don't like hearing, like people say, and, and it's not a bad thing, but I just I hope whenever I hear that people aren't just appreciating somebody just for those moments. Like people would be like, man, like this person held me down. Like yeah. I gotta, I like. Is there's some truth to that, but I also want people to understand that don't just want to be with somebody or love somebody just because they held you down at your lowest moments. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like for me, it's really important for my significant other to make me better. Mm -hmm. Like even when I'm at the highest of highs at whatever point I am, like like they're still inspiring me to do more, be more, whether it's for me or for them. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what I've been able to find, bro. And it's uh, I'm gonna tell you, before the before the wedding, Viv was always like, like how you feel? Like you excited? Like da da da? And I'm yeah. like, hey, we've been together. Yeah, like we got yeah, two kids. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's just paperwork in a in a you know formality. But literally, I kid you not, bro. The next day after the wedding, everything was different. Yeah. Like in a good way. Like yeah. I'm looking at her different. Like even the idea of us having a disagreement was different. Like nothing yeah. was a big deal anymore. Right. Like, Cause like, what's the alternative? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
I, I love it, man. Like I gotta say it again. I'm gonna give you your flowers because I'm telling you that it. I'm proud of you, man. That's that's exactly where the goal is for me. Yeah. You know, to you know music I love music, but you know, as I grow older, mm-hmm. I wanna be able to share this journey of music with with the, with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like um I mean that's 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 like yeah. When this. when when did that become top of the list? Because you know we've been knowing each other for yeah. a while. And, yeah. So and I can even, tell by the look of his face. So this is, interview is about to get interesting. Look, no, it's funny. So like, <laughs> so when he pulled up, we in the kitchen. You know, yeah. we making some some water. Yeah. And uh, he was like, he stopped me mid sentence, like, bro, looking at that ring, your hand look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is crazy because I mean, I knew Jazz is a good guy. So I knew I knew he was gonna settle down. I knew him, him and Viv, it was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But you know when your friends when they had their wedding and they got the ring on, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew y'all was gonna get married, but like to see but it not, is, yeah. oh, you know, and like he's a real life married guy, real like life. real life, real life. Uh, when it started happening for me, honestly, I don't even have, a, I don't even know, man. I think it's like as you I, said, you didn't really believe in in marriage. No, I really, I really, I really didn't believe. And um, I didn't. I didn't really understand marriage. Oh, okay. I would say that. Uh-huh. Um, my 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 dad. He was a great father, but a terrible husband. Mm. Right. And and that's with all due respect to my father. Um, I had never seen a a good marriage mm-hmm. consistently. You know, um, and <clears throat> but that I wouldn't let that dictate what my beliefs would be. Mm. For me to settle down, but I didn't understand what a good marriage looks like and mm-hmm. how it works. Right, right, right. So it always made me a little skeptical to be involved. Mm-hmm. But I will say that I've always been a risk taker. This may sound come off wrong, but I've always been a risk taker because I mean it's a risk. Um, it's calculated risk, mm-hmm. obviously. But mm-hmm. um, so I, I reached a point where I was like, you know what, what what do I got to lose? Mm-hmm. Time is inevitable, right. right? So, if I lose a little bit of time, God forbid, I get a divorce. I don't believe. I don't believe I should have one. Um, if if it don't work out, then I lost my time learning, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't wasted, right? So, Still so why not? Still a win. Yeah, yeah. Inter- interestingly enough. Like my parents, they got divorced. I believe I was a sophomore in, in college, I think, when that happened. But I'm just like you. Like I didn't I didn't have, even though they were married, it wasn't like mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, I wanna be like that. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's yeah, it's but I still like growing up, I don't know why. I kinda know why. I, I remember watching the case video. With Beyonce, yeah, I was like, "Oh, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do that." No, I, I ain't necessarily want to just, just the marriage, but I was like, "That'd be fly." Like, yeah. ended up proposing on on the rooftop in pajamas, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I didn't have the example of like, like you said, of just like, okay, this is how it should be done. This is what it looks like, and that type of stuff affects you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like, did you have? Because I know, like, for me. I don't know if it's a personality thing or based upon what I grew up seeing, but 
I was never like the most affectionate dude in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Me neither. See? Me neither. Like, you think it's because of that? Because we ain't had like the example? Or do you think it's just like characteristic? I think it's characteristic in your environment. Your environment shapes who you are. Mm -hmm. um, so the people that I was around, because <laughs> I was around, uh, <laughs> I didn't really understand. <laughs> I, I didn't understand. Love, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so, so, oh, that's funny. But I mean, it was, I think it's the environment. So I, yeah, I had never, I, I, I had never experienced what a really great marriage looks like. But then again, would we have even experienced that? Because what is a great marriage? That's relative, right? Right. right. Whatever the great marriage is, different from each couple, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so, that was another thing for me to, to say to myself, like, all right, Chris, I'm 35. It's not a, you know, but it's not about my age, but I'm just saying, you're 35 and, you know, uh, you're living pretty good life. Mm -hmm. You're doing well for yourself. You share it with somebody you love because mm -hmm. these tours get lonely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, like, 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 when I leave yeah. here, let me tell y'all something. When this podcast is over, I'm going to the hotel room to lay down <laughs> and go to Vegas in the morning. He he goes upstairs to his wife <laughs> and kids. And he has he has to, he gets to tell people, he gets to tell his wife what the whole podcast is about <laughs> and like make breakfast in the morning and talk about it. Like I don't. Like I don't have a wife. So, <laughs> so you know. Yeah. He gets to share this moment. So, you but know? you you know what's funny? If if Bill was down here, she would be like, he ain't coming upstairs. Because, bro, so, like maybe half of the week, she'll come downstairs and get me. Yeah. Like 3 in the morning, 3.30 in the morning. Like, turn the computer off. Come be in the bed. Because yep. we've had that conversation about like, <clears throat> from what I've seen, all of the greats who are either in just a relationship or a marriage, 20, 30 years later, the wife always comes out and or or rather the great comes out and says, I appreciate my wife for mm -hmm. dealing with me, sacrificing those in those lonely nights and stuff like that. Cause when you like ripping and running, yeah. Cause even like, you know, you touring and stuff, you know, I I'll fly somewhere and shoot and stuff like that, yeah. you know, it's like you. There is that element where there could be some loneliness there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. It's that's very true. I, I I've had a lot of lonely nights. So, but now you know um, I'm mature enough. Mm. I've under, I understood what I what I want now. So yeah, I'm just fine. And do you think do you think that came with age or experience? Both. Mm. Uh, I think the experience, what well, you know, as the Bible tells you, uh, with age comes wisdom. Mm. So I think they both go hand in hand. So as I get older, as you get older, as life goes on, you start, you experience more. Mm -hmm. So which helps with you getting older. So they go hand in hand. So you experience more, you're still aging as mm -hmm. you're experiencing more. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you mentioned the show. Tell us about the show that's popping up. It's tomorrow, right? Yeah. So tomorrow I'm recording. Um, for uh, Roku. Come on now. Yeah, come on now. Come on now. Hey, Talk to the people. Glory. So we quit. <laughs> <laughs> so we quit <going> Roku. <laughs> uh, 
So that's going to be amazing. And um, is a, a segment for the Latin Grammys. Mm-hmm. Come uh, on now. Yeah. For the Latin Grammys. So I, I have <laughs> zero ounce of Latin in me, but I do play Latin music because clearly, like, that don't mean. But <laughs> 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 my first album had Latin music on it. You know, bro, man, what was what's the name? Turquoise is, it, is the album. Sabora Me was one of the songs. That's, that's my favorite Sabora joint. Me. That's my yeah. favorite joint. Hey, that's my hey, that's my joint. That's my joint, though. I'll be running. Yeah. I still be playing that joint. Yeah, yeah, man. That Besame Mucho. Yeah, so I'll actually be playing those songs tomorrow. So, um. I, I know you signed turquoise for me. I can't find it though, so don't be mad at me. No, don't worry about it. Man. <laughs> it's he somewhere, but yeah, I've, I've he been sold it on eBay. I know for ten dollars. <laughs> ten thou wow. Ten thou wow. Got you know refurbished the studio yeah. off that man's signature. Now you see what I'm talking about with your environment of friends that you have around. <laughs> now you see what he did with all that money. They sold my album. Now look at the studio, y'all. <laughs> Look at it, it's nice, ain't it? And nah, it's you know stuff hanging around. I got loose knobs. Don't, album, don't believe that, man. My album you saw. I got no proceeds <laughs> in that. It's, I gave him a free album. Bro, man, it's it's crazy. Like looking at just even looking at just like how long we've known each other <laughs> and just like where we are now, man. I always like to kind of like revisit. Like bro, we was we were hooping, yeah. Like hooping every day. Coach Nick putting mm-hmm. us through drills, trying to kill us. Shout out to Coach Nick. I need to like Man, call and surprise him like one day. Yeah. Um, and now here we are, bro. Like I never would have imagined that we would be in L.A. Mm-hmm. sitting down shooting a podcast. Dude, I would never imagine that either. Because when you when you're younger, like I said, you earlier. You never know what God's plans mm-hmm. are for you. You just, mm-hmm. you just, you kind of go with the flow, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, you think like, oh, who go to go to the league? You know? Yeah, and that's, that's it. It's on your mind. Go to the league. That's it. Go to college. Go to your league. Go to the league. Mm-hmm. But, and it's not a letdown for for the kids that are watching that if you don't go to the league, what else are you gonna do? That's not a letdown. The letdown is knowing what your gift is and choosing to do something else. That's mm. a letdown because mm. ultimately you will not be ultimately happy unless you're using the gift that God gave you. Mm. Mm. I don't care what you do. You can make as much money as you want. You can be as much as successful as you mm-hmm. deem to be, mm-hmm. right? But if you're not using the gift, you will never find true happiness at all. It's not gonna happen. I I literally said that um yesterday on on set. I was talking to like one of the photographers on set or something. I was just like we were having that same conversation, mm-hmm. and I was like I could literally make a million dollars a day, like accounting or financial yeah. analyst or something like that, and I still would snooze and right. dread going in, like because right. that ain't. That ain't, that's not what you're created to do. Exactly. What you're created to do is what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Is to, I, I've never had a conversation like this with Jazz, like what we're doing right now. I've never had like a one-on-one talk, like even screw the podcast. Like we've had like, you know, um, 
like business talks, mm-hmm. but like a one-on-one talk where we're diving into different yeah, things yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It's the first time. Um, so I, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. But you no, know, and I, I know there's like kids are watching or parents or kids are watching that may want to share this with them. If they, if they have a gift that they're, that that, that you know the God's given them, embrace it. Mm-hmm. If they love playing sports, let them play sports. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to tell you how to parent. I don't have kids. I got no way to tell you how to parent. <laughs> no, I got no way to tell you how to parent. It's funny. So you you start with relationship advice, then you be like, I I'm not a guru. Yeah. Then you got parent, parental advice, you're like, I ain't <laughs> not a parent. I'm just I, I'm but I no, speak I'm, from logic. I'm just, yeah. All right. Sure. So from logic, you know, being logical, if you if you have someone, if you have a kid that is really great at the gift that they have, mm-hmm. embrace it. They can play sports, they can do, you know, whatever it is that they do. But make sure that they are embracing as well the gift that God's giving them Mm -hmm. and use that. If it's basketball, if their gift is communication and they like to play basketball, then find a way that they can communicate through basketball. Like Mm -hmm. meaning basically basketball will be a segue Mm -hmm. for them to utilize the gift of communication. Someone asked, someone uh, said, Man, you're so gifted. And the saxophone, I told him, I said, that's not my gift. Mm. That's not my gift. The saxophone is not my gift. The saxophone is a segue for my actual gift. Mm. My gift is entertaining. Mm-hmm. That's my gift. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have to pick up my saxophone to entertain people. Right, right. Right? So when I'm on stage, you have plenty of people that can sing or play an instrument. Mm-hmm. But if they're not entertaining, right. it's worse. you know what right. I'm saying? But they're just good at the instrument. Mm-hmm. Me, I happen to be great at the instrument. I'm even better at entertaining, right, which, right. which is that is my gift. Right. You know what I'm saying? And the sax, and God gave me a saxophone, and saying this pads well with actual mm-hmm. this true gift. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So put those together. You know what I mean? Man, that's fire, man! Look, you pod now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look up next week. Go back, Chris Mitchell Jazz podcast. Yeah, look, I'm telling you, bro. That's that is that is real. That's real, man. I mean. You you have a gift and like you're not this tall for no reason. Like you're not you're not this witty with your jokes for no reason. Like all this looks this looks good on camera. Your jokes being witty is good for com- conversation mm-hmm. with podcasts because you're able to you know level the 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 energy in the room like to make people laugh, make people feel comfortable. You know what I'm saying? The way yeah. you dress, the way you articulate yourself. This is. The podcast is just a segue for him to right. be himself. The vehicle, his, his for communication sure. to you, for sure. you know. So appreciate. It. Yeah, man. Look, I know y'all. I know y'all appreciating this big love fest we got going on right here. I ain't, yeah. ain't seen my dog in a minute, man. Yeah, for real, for real. And you say you're gonna be back Thursday too, um, or it's just gonna be in passing? No, it's gonna be in passing. But I, I'm coming back for sure on December the eighth. Man, we gotta um so like Viv Viv works with uh the Debbie Allen Dance Academy <clears throat> and every year they have a gala. We gotta get you in in like next year, bro. Let to me perform. Know. Let me know. This year is Neo. Cause mm. it's Thursday. But yeah, you'll this be Thursday. Yeah. You'll be down, you'll be down to perform. Yeah, well shout Over. out to, shout out to Neo. But you know about the follow up with <laughs> You've done great things. 
great singer, uh, great writer, everything. Um, but yeah, I would be down to perform the gala. Yeah, I think it'd be nice. Yeah, it'd be dope. It'd be dope. It's, I can bring um, a different. Yeah. And then Neil, Neil got his own thing, but I got my own thing too. So. Yeah, like I, yeah, like like you kill it, bro. Like for real. Uh, I just thought about that. Yeah. Definitely. I'll I'll put that bug in their ear for next year. Yeah, I tell people all the time, like just because I don't tell people all the time, but I'm saying like I tell, <laughs> I say this often. Yeah, like LeBron. Just, yeah, like just because I'm black don't mean I don't like one genre of music. Like people gotta understand, like just because I'm black doesn't mean I like just hip hop, right, right, man, or soul so music real. or yeah. neo soul. Mm-hmm. I listen to all type of music. I'm on EDM, classical music. Mm-hmm. I'm on country music. Uh, uh, you know, um, acoustics. Uh, I'm a lot of different types of music all the time. I don't really mess with heavy metal, but I will do like soft rock, mm-hmm. punk rock. I'll do like hard rock. I'll do a lot of different stuff. Do you think that helps you with your playing at all? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because I say I don't play with heavy metal music, but I do. I don't like jamming in my car, but I would listen to snippets of, of it on social media because mm-hmm. their guitar. People that guitars that play heavy metal music mm-hmm. are some of the most insane shredders on the guitars mm-hmm. on earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can pick up a few riffs of what they use uh, and yeah. use that and yeah. incorporate that. But I like all types of music, man. Like, you know, so I, I say that to say this because I think those are things to touch upon too. I know we got to get out of here soon for you, but I think those are, uh, that is something to mention as well that because you are a part of a certain culture, doesn't mean you have to cater to that culture, mm, right? Mm-hmm. You can cater to a lot of different cultures. Like I play, like I'm black, obviously, but <laughs> I I make music. I play Latin music, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I play country music. I play lots of different music. Why is that? Is because one, I enjoy it, and then two, I'm able to reach a broader audience. So I don't want to do a podcast where I like podcasts like this. I don't want to do a podcast where we're only talking about things for the culture. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about things for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For everybody. Because I don't want to leave anyone out that I, that I don't possibly know. I want to leave everyone, I want to have everyone in, in, involved. Mm-hmm. When I can't pack an arena or a theater with just one culture all the time. Right, right. I have to advertise to lots of different cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, so for those that have a business out there that are among you know, a certain type of culture, don't, don't, um, if I may say, or suggest, don't limit yourself with just selling to what you feel comfortable with. Mm. Like, it's like when we, if we go out to eat, if we go out to eat somewhere, if you go out to eat somewhere and you're by yourself, you don't necessarily have to sit amongst the culture of yours. Mm -hmm. You can sit wherever you want to and you can make conversation with new people. Right. Or, you know, or if you get on a plane and there's open seats on the plane and you feel like you'd be more comfortable sitting next to the person that's of your culture, sit any way you want. Make conversation with everybody mm-hmm. because everybody has something to offer. And you'd be surprised when you learn about other people's cultures, too. Yeah. You'll, you'll be you'll be very surprised that it, and it, you'd be surprised at who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. I never thought I'd be listening to Frank Sinatra music. Mm-hmm. And. I met Tolga. He was the one out there on Tur- uh, at Turquoise Restaurant with me, mm-hmm. playing Turkish music. And 
I never thought I'd listen to Turkish music. I enjoy it. He's the one who introduced me to play Fly Me to the Moon, which is not Frank Sinatra's song. However, he made it very popular mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. So I ended up listening to Frank and I'm like, dude, I like big band music. Mm -hmm. I like this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Bro, I've been listening to Harry Belafonte a lot lately. I'm telling you, dude. Like, I'm telling you. Seriously. Yeah. Fire. Like, yeah. Like once a day, bro. Like last two, three weeks. <clears throat> like, which is good. Cause, you know, like, cause even with me, cause like these days, like I'm, I'm thinking about putting out a new album, like the top of the year. Like, the most of the music I've been doing lately has been like for clients and stuff like that, or like the TV show I was telling you, uh, we're getting ready to pitch. But, even for me, like listening to, to other stuff helps me with the writing process. It helps me with producing. And it also helps for me to not sound like everybody else. Right, right. Because it's easy to just, if I'm just listening to, to just rap, hip hop all day, or even just one or two artists all day, what's, what you think you're gonna do? You're gonna sound just like that person. You're right. gonna make the exact type of music. You start talking like them too. You start speaking like them. Like you, I'm saying them as in the, the genre mm -hmm. of music. Uh, as how it's articulated, mm. um, it is it is it is it is very good to be as diverse as you are, because other people can understand you. You mm. be of a universal language, like, right. you know what I'm saying, and that's very important. Right, that's very important. If you can learn Spanish, learn Spanish. If you can learn Italian or French or whatever, if you can learn English, you don't know English. Uh, learn it. Learn learn those those languages. Because they go, they go very, very far. A lot of people, and I want y'all to understand this, a lot of people are not able to advance in the business that they are trying to you know, push because they're not diversified. Mm -hmm. They're not diversifying because they're trying to cater to one specific genre of music or culture, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Like <clears throat> when I was playing at jazz clubs, it was just soul music and R&B. I never made no money. <laughs> I didn't make any money and start, I started playing other types of music, right. right? Because I ended up playing the same thing everybody else was playing, but it wasn't until I started playing other types of music, other genres, where it all just came together. So I started getting people from the Latin culture to appreciate mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Like I just said, I'm doing Roku's Latin Grammys. What I know, what I know about Latin <laughs> Grammys. <laughs> but, but. Find out you Cuban. Yeah, I know, right? You find out I'm Cuban. So, I mean, you know, but. You know, so it's it helps. You you look at like like Jason Derulo is a great example. Mm -hmm. Look at what he does. Like you know what I'm saying? He's very diverse. You know, so I just thought about it. what's what's out of all the places you've traveled. Top three. London is the greatest city in the world. I'm tell you right now, London is the greatest. City yeah, in the world. London town. London is the greatest city in the world, bro. I haven't been to London yet. That's the greatest city. Bro. Yeah, it's the greatest city. Bro. I mean. What makes it so great is one, the history, mm -hmm. right? And two, it is the people. The people mm -hmm. are, they're, they're very consistent. Meaning like, um, like if you go, when you go, to New, when you go to New York, I love New York City, but sometimes it can be very inconsistent. Mm -hmm. Okay, like. LA's like that too. It can be inconsistent. Yeah. Right. And like you don't know if you're gonna have a good day in New York City with people, or you don't know if you have a bad day. Like if you like, they tell you don't ask for directions in yeah. New York, right? Yeah. Because you probably get somebody rude, mm -hmm. right? But then you may not, mm -hmm. right? Well, in London, 
It's pretty consistent. When you ask my directors, everyone's pretty much, unless it's just, but that's my own experience. Mm. I've never encountered a, a bad experience. So it's London, that's number one. Um, two is going to be Houston. There's no place like home. That's and 1,000%. No, on the top of why I'm saying Houston, there is no place. I want everyone to listen to me. When Jazz edits, edits this, <laughs> you need to zoom in on my face. <laughs> I want to make this known to everybody in the world. There is no food like Texas. Mm. I have traveled so many places, and there is absolutely no food. Let them know. Like Texas. Let them know. I don't want to hear again about Mexican food in California. <laughs> okay? Don't want to hear again about it in San Diego. Okay? I'm talking about all around. I'm talking about seasoning, because y'all don't have any out here. Okay. <laughs> you go into the wrong spot. Yeah, you got no you, season. You go into the wrong spot. You go to the gym out in LA, and after y'all talking about us, we'll get a smoothie. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Or a juice. Or a What is this? I just burned 2,000 calories. Are you talking about a You got to get the power joint, the power ops. What's wrong with y'all? I want a burger. I want a steak. And I want to be ounces, like heavy ounces. Bro, the. Uh, Katsuya got a like a tomahawk joint. Yeah, there's a Texas size, bro. Now you gotta order two. See, it's like cute. You got serving cute meals out here. You gotta order two of them joints. I don't want no cute. Like, I, cause I, I'll be the in there. I look crazy. I'd be like, can I get another one of them tomahawks? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so that's not, that's not, it. Could be like that. My my next one would be Seattle, Washington. Ah, Seattle. Yeah, fire. I, I like I like Seattle. I Seattle. love Seattle, bro. I have great memories. But I'm choosing places where I made the best, I feel like I made the best memories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, yeah, I've been to Seattle twice, and both times it never rained, like not even a drop. You're lucky, yeah. Yeah, so when I talk to people, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's Seattle talk. It's clear skies. Love Seattle. It's Toronto's nice. fire, too. Toronto's nice. We perform at the Queen Elizabeth, Elizabeth Theater in Toronto. We do go. Mm -hmm. If you ever decide to, you know, bring out the mic again and step on the stage, hey, look, man. You know what I'm saying, I was actually look. I was what's today? I was supposed to perform. What was that? Two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Yeah, somebody wanted me to perform in their show, and initially I said yeah, but then with the schedule and all that, I wasn't able to like really get the rehearsal in because it wasn't just like a pull up. Grab the mic, mic and go. Yeah, it was like, nah, I wanted to get the lights going. Like, we yeah. had full creative control. So I was excited. I was like, oh, I'm about to get my K dot on. We yeah. about to hit the lights here, a spotlight here, yeah. red behind me. But when I realized the schedule, I wasn't going to be able to do that. I was like, I don't want to do y'all a disservice hey. and look hey. crazy. It'd be like that because that's how I feel about tomorrow. Mm. Better be right. <laughs> so that's how. Y'all ain't respond to my email. Okay? Uh-oh. I need, I need my email answer. Look, I'm going to clip that up tonight so you can have it I'm going to send it to them. <laughs> I was sending that to them tonight. Uh, like, that's my email. I sent you a writer. My uh, writer has three things. Like, I don't have a long list of my writer. I, all right, you got green M&Ms. No, nah, none. You got to be at what? 69 degrees. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Not 70. Yeah, not it 70, better not be 68 because it's too cold. It's too 69. cold. Like, I got a very, like, realistic writer. Three things are on it. 
It's on my rider and has the wireless microphone because I, I don't I didn't bring that with me. Mm. And to uh have the quarter inch to eight inch from the laptop mm. to the mixer, uh or from the mixer to the laptop. Mm. And then my third one was two bottles of water. So when I'm performing, oh, I you got thirsty. you got like essentials in your writer. Like you got like yeah, I'm a musician. Stuff. I'm not like I'm not I'm not yeah uh, I'm a musician. Like I got I have all the things I need to bring. Just tomorrow I didn't bring them, you know, the microphone. But usually, yeah, as any musicians that are watching, don't go anywhere without a mixer. Singers, mm-hmm. musicians, any don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You should definitely have a mixer mm-hmm. because even if you have like a good technician. You know, they just may not be having a good day. So you have yeah. your, you know what you want to sound like. Right, right, right. right. So you have a mixer. Man. I, got, I got a question for you before we get up out of yeah. here, though. If you had one concert ticket, there's two concerts going on tonight. Mm-hmm. You only got one concert ticket. You got to choose between the two concerts you can go to. You can't go to both. Mm-hmm. You can go to one. Mm-hmm. Michael or Prince? Be careful. They're watching. Um... All right, I'm faking this pause. It's Mike. I just want to see Mike. I just, okay, okay. I thought about it. So I thought about it for a split second, and then I like made it dramatic because I I like I respect Prince because he's um he's Prince. Right. But if I had to see it in person, I gotta see Mike in person. I can respect that. It's it's a very hard question to. Uh... Answer. Because well, you're probably going print. I'm going print. Yeah. The, so I'll, this is going to go viral. This is probably the clip that you need right now. I, <laughs> I don't care. So, I mean, here's, here's what I would say. In my opinion, Michael was not the greatest entertainer of all time. Mm. He was the greatest performer. Mm. There's a big difference between performing and entertaining. Mm. Mike had the choreography. We cannot doubt his choreography, right? He We cannot doubt it. But the way I view entertainment, mm-hmm. Prince is on stage, and he's the kind of guy that go sing with me. Mm-hmm. That's entertaining. Mm-hmm. That is getting me involved. That is something you, when your kids grow up, right. and they go like, "Daddy, what? Tell me about your most, you know, most memorable experience." Mm-hmm. Well, other than marrying your mother and 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 and, 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 and birthing y'all, yeah, I mean, at one time, Prince. Carl brought me on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna talk about I saw Michael Jackson moonwalk. You're gonna be like, man, Prince brought me on stage. Yeah, yeah that's that's a moment. Saint. That's a moment, yeah. bro. And, and Prince creates moments. I don't think Michael is bringing on somebody on stage to sing. He may have done it. I ain't never seen that video. Yeah. No, yeah, that's that's real. Cause Mike is uh yeah, Mike, Mike is like, I'm putting on this huge production. Yeah, there's no room for a freestyle. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've been rehearsing this for six months. Pyro's behind me. Yeah. If anything is off, somebody gonna catch on fire. I ain't got time to bring yeah, no yeah. little kid on stage. And yeah. that's insurance claim. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> See, that's me. I'm, I'm, I will be. I'm more like a Prince in concert. I go off the script. Yeah, but I love it. So I'm, I'm gonna ask you this one last thing, and then we're gonna get out of here. And and this is gonna this this is a little more serious, right. not like cry worthy, but it's a little more serious, just because it's important. In today's world, the generation is is it's not even just um, what would you say? It's not restricted to our generation. It's just 
we happen to be living in right now. Like we grew up reading about things, uh, hearing about things, but now it's safe to say that we are experiencing them in real time and seeing them in real time. And I'm speaking to us living in America as black men. And I'm just curious, cause I know I've never asked you this before. Uh, what has been your experience as a black man in this country? Lovely. I'm gonna tell you why. The reason why I say lovely is because I have accepted my own limitations. Mm -hmm. I've set the I've set my own limitations. Mm -hmm. Meaning basically that everything that I do is not to please others. It is not for the advantage of showing someone else that I can get ahead. Mm -hmm. I've done everything and in my life doing everything for my family. Mm -hmm. um, I have had my difficulties of my own personal gains, meaning basically troubles running into renting venues, which could be because of mm -hmm. my, 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 my culture. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I don't limit that in my mind to where that's what it is. Right, right. Right? I don't I don't do that. Mm -hmm. So my actions, my my um my character is I want to go hand in hand. So my actions, my character is I am a God fearing man. Mm -hmm. I I am a very humble guy, I would say. And I am a very devoted Christian. Um, and the actions that I take to earn a living and take care of my family, my loved ones, are not threatened by the color of my skin. Mm -hmm. it's, I don't, I don't I have, I've honestly never even put any thought into it, mm -hmm. to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. um, it's a sensitive subject to a lot of people. It can be upsetting to a lot of people when I say something like that, but I've never put myself, I've educated myself for the things that, like people will say, well, you hear people say all the time, well, the man doesn't put limitations on our culture. I always felt like you put your own limitations mm -hmm. on yourself. Mm -hmm. I've always looked at it like this. If you, when, when we were growing up, this may be, this is probably not for the 20-year-olds and younger or the 22-year-olds and because <laughs> y'all raised differently. For our age at 35 and above, mm. maybe 30 and above, when you, when you act up when you were a kid and your mom, your dad corrects you mm -hmm. and you yell back at them, right, or whatever, and they'll tell you, well, if you don't like it, you can go stay somewhere else mm -hmm. if you don't like it here. That's how I look at it as it, when it comes to America. Mm -hmm. If you don't like the rules that the country has set, you can go. You can go. Mm -hmm. Be, and, I, and I hear people that all about fighting for it, but sometimes you got to get to a point 
to where am I fighting because that's just what everyone else is doing? Mm. Or am I fighting for myself because I want to be in a better position to take care of my family, children, whatever? Or I could simply go somewhere else where I like the rules that are better there mm-hmm. and maybe I have to do a little fighting but have a better and be, be in a better place mm-hmm. to take care of my family. Mm-hmm. I am, I don't want to fight mm-hmm. every day. Right. I don't know. Maybe I'm fighting indirectly as a black man. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's it. But I don't want to put any effort in fighting for this. Mm-hmm. So, when I wake up in the morning, I do what I got to do to take care of my, my family. By all means, legally. <laughs> you got to throw that <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. yeah. And, and then that's it. And I'll leave it alone. If I get to a place where I'm like, I can't stand being here, then I'm going to take what I have and leave mm-hmm. and go be in a place where I can deal with it. People do it all the time. Mm-hmm. You have people, immigrants, that come into the country that don't like the rules of theirs and build a better life here, mm-hmm. right? You think they regretting about leaving? No. Right. They may they may regret, and I say respectively, they may regret leaving their country because they love their country, they love their culture, but they created a better life mm-hmm. here to take care of their loved ones that are from somewhere else, right? You, we cannot. I can't say we. I am not going to fight for something that is ultimately not in my control to change. Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not wise, right? So I do what I have to do. And if that means deal with disadvantages that I may encounter, I, like I don't, and I've never encountered them before directly. Right. If that means deal with them and I can deal with them, well, when it approaches, sure, I'll just deal with it. But if I ever get to a point where I'm like, this country's unfair, okay, then I'll leave. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to sit and fight for somebody to make it fair for me. I'm not doing that. Right, right. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I, I got, I got, I am 35. The average uh, uh, man, especially a black man, life expectancy is between what, 74 and 76? Yeah. So I'm almost halfway there. I ain't got time to play these games. Mm. I'm not doing that. I got a, I got 40 more years, so to speak, which don't sound like a lot of time. I say a lot of time. <laughs> it don't sound like a lot of time. I got 40 more years. Like you're 40. Like if you had on average, you have 40 more years to spend with his kids, right? That don't sound like a lot. Yeah. When you throw when you nah, throw it out there like that, you say it out loud. You, you be like, yo, no, yo, hold on. Yeah, that don't sound like especially a lot. when you think about like how the, how. Fast the last 10 years. 10 years ago. 15. I'm not doing that trying to access somebody to make a better life for me. Uh Uh-uh. I'm about to go out there and do it myself. Mm. I've tried that. I filled out 10 applications a day, resumes. Sending resumes to 10 companies a day trying to get a job, hoping that somebody would change my life. Mm. It didn't work. So I went to the sidewalk, started playing my saxophone myself, earning tips, and here I am today in LA on a podcast. Right, on on not just any podcast, on Will the World podcast. Hmm. So, 
I mean, that's my that's my position on it. Man, bro, that was beautiful, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful, man. Appreciate you, my brother. Of course, man. Pulling up, man, bro. This was this was a great conversation, dog. Like this was this one of them ones, man. I'm sit down, be editing that joint, watching it through, like. This one more. Yeah. yeah food for thought. Before y'all get up, before we get out of here, I'll say that like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> hey, stop spending your money on like idiotic stuff. Mm. Like, if you know you, if you know you got a business that you're trying to um you want to become better, don't spend your time saying to yourself, well, such and such have a birthday party this weekend, I gotta go. Or I gotta go buy XYZ. Don't be complaining when your business is not it when it's not progressing. Don't be complaining with that. You can't expect to post on social media once every day, expecting to see a change. You gotta do market research. You gotta analyze some things. You gotta start a survey to your fans, ask questions. You have to go live. It's a full-time thing. Mm-hmm. If you think that leaving your nine to five is gonna bring you freedom. You got more freedom at your nine to five. Why? Hmm. Because you know what time you get off. And you know what time you go in. It's not your company. Once you're done at five o'clock, you're freaking done. You ain't gotta do nothing else. You gotta wait till the next day until you do. When you're an entrepreneur, this day no time off. Never. Okay. Because I can tell you right now, <laughs> if he go to sleep tonight and Denzel Washington call him at four a.m. and say, "Hey, can I come in the studio right quick?" Might not even have time to make some coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, matter. Yeah. It don't matter. <laughs> Den- Denzel's outside. Uh he's out there. Yeah. So I mean, spend your money wisely. Invest. Okay. For those that don't know about investing, invest mm. into the market. Your savings account only gets you about 0.01 annual, annual percentage annual yield. So it's not going to earn you that much money. Um, so you need to invest in the market or invest in yourself, obviously, but put your money into an account that's going to actually grow wealth. You know, mm-hmm. buy shares of a company you believe in. Don't just buy the hot stock, buy shares of a company you believe in and then diversify. Just because you sing doesn't mean you only have to do concerts. No. There's many things that you can do with your voice. You got voiceovers. You got um, singing that you can do, which you can teach. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he does a podcast interview with just you know, like 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 we're doing now, doesn't mean this is the only avenue for podcasting. He can rent the studio if he wants. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he can also shoot other type of content yeah, in here sure. that has nothing to do with podcasting. Um, shoot for others. You can shoot for others. Yeah. So it's many different things. So diversify. Yeah. Use your money to do that though. Stop spending your money on wasting stuff. <laughs> wasting stuff. Straight man. up. Buying clothes you don't need. You got clothes. You got clothes. Hmm. Yeah, you don't need that new bag. You don't need that new bag. You don't need a new bag. You don't, you don't need to get your nails done this week. Take some nails off. <laughs> okay? Don't. You don't need to get your nails done. The nails cost you like $150. Feet and toes. To, uh, uh, hands and toes, you know. Hey, take the nails off, man. You you look sacrifice one hundred fifty, and invest <laughs> into your business. You need more product. Go spend one hundred fifty oh, on that. Oh man! Ain't nobody finna argue with you about your hands and feet when you rich. 
Okay, not a lot. Of, not a lot of them. You think? <laughs> you think anybody looked at Oprah's hands and went, "Ooh, her hands." Ooh, oh no. No, no. <laughs> I don't know one person. That, I have never. I don't know one person. Oh man, that looked at Jeff Bezos' head and goes. Bro. Man, he really got a few hairs. He need to shave off. Look, of Shaq, Shaq be showing his toes all the time. Shaq showing his feet hey, all the time. Terrible. Terrible. Nobody care about that. Ain't nobody care about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, girl, Shaq asked me out, and I remember yeah. them toes. I said yeah. no. I said no. nobody. Shut up. Shut up. You did not tell him no because of his feet. Okay? <laughs> Stop it. That dude has like. 200 something oh. uh, 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 chicken places or whatever it is he got. Um, everything. He everything. Got, he got everything. He got everything. So <laughs> stop it, all right? Sacrifice that hair, that hair of yours. Wear a cap, baseball cap. Okay? And I know it needs to be done. Put it in a ponytail. You got to get, get it done. Get that big $2 jar of brown grease that everybody got. Yeah. Slick that joint back. There you go. Get you a toothbrush. Yeah. Get the edges. Edges. Do it all. <laughs> do it all. For the guys, man. You know? You know, stop, stop, stop dressing. Like stop dressing like you ain't you don't want to be successful. You know what that means? Like dressing like, oh, I look cool in the culture outfit. Oh man, put on a blazer, some <laughs> jeans or something. Mm -hmm. With some kicks, you can do that. But if you actually think that you're gonna walk into a meeting. Dressing the way you dressing, ain't gonna happen. Look, quick, quick hack. So if y'all don't wanna get all dressy, whatever you think that is, yeah. what you could do is you can get a hoodie yeah. and put a blazer over the hoodie. Yeah, they doing that these days. You can do that. And you can get some tight jeans. Yeah, like jazzes. Like the tight jeans guy. <laughs> With your hoodie and your blazer, yeah. and you good to go. You good. And don't don't go baggy. Never no, go baggy. Never go back and get some good smelling cologne. Okay, ladies, you too. Perfume, cause I, I'm tired of hugging women that that hair just smell good. That's it. <laughs> what happens when I say, "What happened? this? Is your, you let me on this podcast. This is your fault." Hey, no. Nah. I'm like, <laughs> keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. He did this. Yeah, I don't want to sit across the table <laughs> and I can't smell you no more, okay? Only when I hug you. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. You grown. Get you some perfume, okay? You grown, all right? <laughs> you grown. You know you are. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. And, get, and man, get you a watch. Start wearing, start wearing Apple watches. Okay, get you a real watch, digital watches, you know, and you over here, you're a grown man doing this here, trying to text with a finger. <laughs> Show it to you. Learn how to change the tire. Okay, learn how to change change your oil. Men want women. Uh, women women want a real man. They want a man that know how to do things around the house. If next time, should, look, women, ladies, next time, next time you your 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 tire go flat. And you call your man, and he tell you, and he asks anything about AAA. Cancel him. <laughs> Cancel him. Think about what your daddy would say. <laughs> I tell you right now, he got two daughters. Like, if he if his daughters grow up, and a man come to his house, and his daughter goes, I had a flat tire, and uh, John <laughs> called AAA. Jackson tell this man to leave the house. Like, yeah, you gotta go ahead and get up out of there. Yeah, get out. Gotta get up out of here. You gotta go ahead and get up out of there. Yeah, man, you can't tell you. I'm, 
can't ask me for my my daughter's uh, hand in marriage, and you can't change the tire. <laughs> like I know we got a world of convenience. Women, ladies, stop ordering your groceries. You got time to go to the grocery <laughs> store, okay? Priorities. There's something sexy about you going to the grocery store and me coming to the car to get the bags, okay? Just me coming to the car to get the bags. Like I don't want, I don't want to just show up to your house and you got bags and don't tell me you're too busy to go to the grocery store. I know you got time. You got time to get your nails done. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put a dinger on like every every new new bullet go bing. Uh, new- <laughs> I'm telling you, get don't don't stop that. And this ain't premeditated either. He been wanting to get this off his chest. I didn't want to get this off my chest for a very long time. Also, L.A. I'm talking to y'all. Also, also L.A. Los Angeles. I'm talking to y'all. Okay. Stop calling it Rodeo Drive until you put an accent on that E. It's Rodeo. Ain't nothing on that sign that says, eh, eh. You know what I'm saying? It's not Rodeo, eh. Put something on the E. And when I come back, I'm going to say Rodeo Drive. If you act like you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to tell you the street where you don't have the correct E up there. Okay? You need to put an accent on that E. Put it up there. Stop playing around. I love y'all. Now go listen to some jazz music. I got a new album coming out. Love it, Run the Twenty Twenty Third. Hey, you got a you got a title for it? I know. I I literally made this album for my TikTok fans. Oh, amazing! I say TikTok fans because it was it was from the fans of TikTok. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I asked them to go pick out the songs they love to see me perform, mm-hmm. and I went to the studio and made an album of it. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, for the people. For the people. For the people. For Tell people. the people where to follow you. Chris Mitchell Jazz. Everything. Can't miss it. Everything. See, that's everything. branding. Everything. That's branding. He ain't had to say on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram. Yeah. Everything. Everything. It's branding. Go do that. My dog. Appreciate you, boy. Boss, Love you. you Look, another episode in the books. An amazing episode. Wood the World podcast with Chris Mitchell. I'm your host, Justin Darrell Williams, and until next time, peace and love.